Hello and welcome to Persevering, Grief is Told by Young People. We're a group from around the globe who've lost loved ones at a young age. Our stories are different, but we've come together in the hopes that we can share these experiences and improve things for others. This podcast is created by young people for young people, but we welcome all types of listeners. We're going to be discussing everything grief and bereavement, particularly what it's like to be bereaved as a child or teenager. It's time to end the silent struggle of grief and start talking. With a series of different topics, we'll be joined by some exciting guests. So whether you're here to find support for yourself, to help a grieving friend, or just want to hear different stories, welcome. Today's episode will be focusing on reflections, the podcast, and what the future holds. We hope you enjoy it, and please be aware that this episode will contain discussions of COVID, death, and sexuality. So hello everyone. Uh, I'll formally introduce myself, those who don't know me. I'm Emily, I'm 21 years old. Uh, I'm currently studying a master's degree in geography, and I lost my mum in 2019. Um, hi, I'm Haran. Uh, I'm 20 years old. Um, I'm currently in my second year of university studying art history and I lost my dad when I was 14. How many years ago? I don't know. Uh, seven years ago? Six, six, seven years ago? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm Katie. I'm a third year medical student and I'm 21 as well. And I lost my mum when I was 15 and my dad when I was 17. So today we're here to do the last episode of Persevering Podcast, Grief as Told by Young People. And we wanted to start out with a little spiel about all the numbers um, related to our podcast and just to be able to show how far we've come from literally being a group of young people who had never met each other and didn't know anything about making a podcast to now. So we've had um, 625 listens as of the 14th of February. Um, We've made a new Instagram account and it has 135 followers as of today. We've produced 10 episodes so far and this will be the 11th episode. We've made a trailer and we've made adverts for Spotify and Instagram. And we've been so lucky to have two special guests come and share their stories on the podcast as well. Um, Amber Jeffrey from The Grief Gang and Shuma Roof from Spoken Grief. So yeah, we're blown away by the response and we're so happy that so many people have been able to listen. And hopefully, even if we're not continuing on the project past the point um like now as we and we have funding people will still be able to listen um to the episodes and access um the support and community that we've started to create here thank you so so much to those of you who did listen and gave us feedback we were really pleased to see a lot of people had positive things to say um we received several instagram dms um from listeners saying how valuable and relatable uh the content was and we even heard back from charities too those that work with young people in grief specifically have commented on how it's been a useful resource for them so thank you very much for sharing your thoughts with us so we thought it would be good to do some little reflections on our past couple of years we've been working on this project for quite some time now so we've all changed a lot just personally and what we're doing every day has changed a lot some of us Mm. have moved to different places some of us have changed universities or gone to university or um, you left school and, and done something else. So there's a lot that's happened. So I'm going to pose a question to you guys and I'm going to ask, where were you in your grief at the start versus at the end of the project? 
Yeah, I can go first. At the start of the project, I was sat in my first year bedroom in halls at university. <laughs> it was the height of COVID. We were on Zoom. And I remember getting the first email and being told, prep a sentence to share with the group about your loss, about yourself. And yeah, I was really a bit too stressed about it, to be honest. Um, and now I think we've all got to know each other quite well, but probably through the lens of some of the most like difficult things that will have happened to each other, which has been so, so lovely. But I think in terms of my own grief, I was very much in a new place and I actually go to the uni that my dad went to. So mm. I had this like kind of weird connection that was really nice, but also quite like emotive. And I was reminded of like, this was where my dad would have lived. This is where my dad would have walked and made his first friends um, and had all these experiences that I'm also having. Um, and I was starting my medicine degree. So that also came with a bunch of grief triggers Um I remember like one of my lectures I was just sat on the floor just to try and like calm down Mm. after one of my lectures because it was a bit triggering and just it was a bit of a up and down some days are really great and I met some lovely lovely friends and some days are just a bit like I really wish I could share this with my parents because it's been such a good experience um but there we go and then now um I'm in third year I'm on placement and uh, it's been such a good experience. I've been able to meet patients who have the same condition that my mum had and actually be able to listen well to them and really feel like I was able to cope in those situations, even though maybe before I wouldn't have been able to. And although there are still definitely days when it's hard, I think I've been able to like definitely grow as a person and just matured, but also been able to f- see the way that my experiences mm. have shaped me and frame them in a way which helps me to look positively towards Mm. the future but I think it's been really nice to have this project as a focus for my grief in the last two years in terms of being able to pour a lot of these discussions into places and into people who can really understand and actually we can both have like a really good dialogue back and forth so I've really enjoyed it and I definitely think it's been a really great thing to bridge the gap between getting more formal support um, near the start of my grief from charities and counselling to then now being able to do the project and actually we've kind of been able to have a little bit of a community here as we make the podcast which has been lovely but yeah what about you guys that was lovely that's funny because I'm also at university where my dad went as well um so I kind of had similar thought processes oh like if he'd known that I'd end up here too um albeit like he dropped out so (laughs) it's a a bit different hopefully I won't follow that same fate um although he was happier for doing that um but yeah I I started the project when I was it was was it the summer of 2020 or 2021 yeah it was April 2021 yeah yeah I was approaching the end of my gap year a very long gap year, um, which was spent mostly inside, obviously, because of the lockdown. Um, and I just managed to go abroad. I'd escaped, but I was quarantining in a hotel. And I remember our first meeting being in that hotel room, which I shared with three other friends. Yeah, a very different place. Um, hadn't started university at that point. Was feeling, I, I suppose, my environment, both abroad and just at that point in my gap year, in lockdown before university, I did feel a bit like unstable about my environment I suppose and like all the new beginnings that are about to um take place um but yeah now I'm now I'm in my second year of university I have finally settled down it's been really nice to have this project um alongside all those 
developments because it's been something that's quite consistent and I haven't received therapy for my bereavement in a long time um and I I mean I'm at a place where I don't feel like I need it right now um but it's still been nice to have this on the side to just reflect on my experience but also share that with other people and connect with others over that too that's been really really rewarding and helped deal with kind of how isolating it can be um and I, I feel really differently towards my grief too now because um, when I joined, I'd not really spoken about it with friends. So it was something that I still found really, really challenging um, to speak about. But now I'm I'm very comfortable talking about it and connecting with people over it. Um, and at university, I've also met people who've gone through similar experiences and made really strong friendships from it too. So I'd say as as my environment in university also becomes more stable and familiar to me, I mentally feel more prepared to not so much be the recipient of like advice, but also giver of advice too, I'd say. And I'd really like to form more of a community in my third year. I know that Let's Talk About Loss have university groups, so maybe we can set one of those up. But yeah, I, I'm really pleased that I've gotten involved and it's a bittersweet to see it coming to an end, I think. Yeah, definitely. How about you, Emily? So at the start of the podcast, I was actually in my second year of university and that was down in Bristol. So this podcast has seen, I think, four different bedrooms, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) if I count all the houses I've been in, Uh, moving from second year to third year back home and then to do my master's degree in Sheffield in a new place. So it's funny to think about, uh, I guess I'm thinking about that because I'm a geography student and I'm constantly thinking about place uh, and I would say at the start I was a lot more unsure with how to go about grief especially when we're doing it in such a remote way I think mm. I forget what it was like to navigate the pandemic the way we had to do and um, it just kind of became the norm that everything was online all the meetings were online mm. so now you know two years later when we actually are having in-person there are in-person resources you can go and access mm. I'm not really I'm, I'm not really used to it um, to be honest, I'm kind of so used to having like a Zoom instead of meeting in a room and having like tea mm. and cake, which is lovely. <laughs> I do think I've become a little bit more aware of my own grief and what helps and also what doesn't help. I definitely relate to being the person that seems to give the advice, especially now. See, people are going through more things um, and grief seems to relate to so much in life. Yeah. I think when I'm talking to friends about like breakups they're having, mm. like that is also a form of grieving. It's like grieving a relationship you're losing. So it's been valuable to be like a listening person. And yeah, I'm just hoping I can keep looking out for these resources. I think what's been so valuable is being able to connect to so many different people across the world, essentially. There wasn't really a limit on that. And that was so brilliant because usually it is very localised in what you can access. So because this project was so um, UK-wide, it was just like anyone. And I've met so many different people from all over the place, which is brilliant. I don't usually get the opportunity to do that. So I guess that's what I hope for. I hope to keep doing that. Yeah, I think as well, like, it's crazy how quickly we were able to just start talking. I remember thinking, oh, I wonder if it'll be awkward. But actually, I think what I was so pleased about and I didn't realise I hadn't had before was actually talking about how grief impacts you when it's happening to you and you're young. And like, we're still young enough in that sense that like, 
accessing support from with adults who um had already been bereaved for instance i've done some stuff with the adults of let's talk about loss and it's been really great but actually talking to you guys where people are 16 to 20 at the time when we started the project and it just made me realize that actually there was a gap in what i'd been like talking about and listening to and actually all those things with school and you know missing school for things or not missing school for things and just dealing with being the only person it feels like going through that and actually realizing that there are other people out there who are I think is really really valuable I guess one of the other questions we wanted to think about was what's a lesson that you've learned about grief in the last two years I think an important lesson about grief that I've learned especially in the last two years is how changing it is you can't really expect grief to look the same on a day-to-day basis never mind uh, a month to month or in this case a year to year basis I think my grief from two years ago did look quite different it was probably a little bit more repressed mm. just because so much was going on in the world yeah there was equally a lot of space to grieve because we had less to do and a much more time on our own in our rooms wherever we were but equally because there was so much else going on outside yeah. of those rooms yeah I think for me, I felt too overwhelmed to focus on both those things at the same time. It was like, I remember looking at like the COVID graphs like every day just to see like how it was changing. And that was like my focus. I wasn't thinking about my own like internal reflections. So yeah, I felt like I couldn't internally reflect about what was going on with me when there was just so many bigger things going on around me in the outside world. Yeah, and I don't know if you felt the same, but I definitely was really quite overwhelmed with fear that like some of my other relatives that were still alive would be impacted by covid or would die from covid and it got to the point where even like my friends from sick form would be like I was just thinking I hope Katie's grandma's okay and I hope Katie's aunt's okay because they knew how devastating that would be if more of my family was kind of decimated by this as well So I guess like at that time, that was definitely something that was on my mind, maybe more so than like kind of trying to process stuff or whatever. But yeah, I definitely relate to that. Yeah, I feel like it stunted me for a couple of years um, in so many senses. And I don't really count it as a period of my life. I mean, I probably will soon enough when we fully emerge from it. I feel like we're still kind of in its last remaining shackles. But yeah, it's strange. I, I feel like I was so blank for those two years that I just did not I completely agree with the sentiment that it was hard to truly understand what was happening internally um when there was just so much so so much to consider um beyond yourself yeah I think one thing that I've definitely tried to learn is like give yourself grace it's like been my little mantra I definitely said it to a lot of people in when I was in second year of uni and like this year it's like some of the things you kind of expect of yourself or say to yourself or whatever, you wouldn't dream of talk, saying to anyone else. Like, if someone else was upset mm. or whatever, you would be, like, comforting them and, you know, telling yeah. them it's all right and telling them to just chill and don't worry about it or whatever. And then if it was me, then I'll be just there to myself, like, oh, you know, Katie, you need to get yourself together. Like, you can't be doing this, mm. whatever. And it's like, no, like, you're allowed to chill and, like, try and give time for those feelings as well. Yeah. I guess in terms of the next question more thinking about the project as opposed to our personal grief um how has the project impacted you guys do you think i think for me i've really enjoyed all the different skills we've learned from doing this project it's not the kind of thing you get the opportunity to do so for me i feel quite impacted by doing something creative with 
the grief that we have rather than just being really sad all the time. I think there's something about putting this energy into something else and sharing it with people. It makes you feel so much better. There's a sense of community, even though we rarely meet in person. Mm -hmm. It's still this like online community of people who understand and it's made me a lot more confident in wanting to set up grief projects. Say at like university, if there's not a grief group or anything like that, mm. it makes me more confident in mm. asking for that. Because yeah. before I might have felt like there wasn't really anybody else in my position, but now like, I know there is. Mm. And it's worth advocating for that. Totally echo yeah. that, of wanting to, of feeling confident enough now to advocate um, for those voices to be heard. And yeah, I, I feel like it's something I can. Not demand, like, I don't know if demand's the right word, but, like, it's a space that deserves um, to be recognised. And, like, I just realised that at my university there are loads of uh, counselling groups and it was brought to my attention that there wasn't one for grief. While there are ones for just, like, productive ways of working and that kind of feels smaller to me. I don't know, it's so academically focused. Yeah, that's something I want to definitely flag to my university. Yeah, it's nice that even if the project's coming to an end, we have something that we can always look back to, our child, that is this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's been really nice. I think as well, like, I've definitely been pushed a lot out of my comfort zone. Like, I've been involved in helping to run the Instagram, and this is not something that I've ever done before, <laughs> slash don't know how to do, but me and Canva have become best friends um, <laughs> in terms of posting. <laughs> and hopefully, even though it's probably not been used to its full effect like we've been able to have a platform on there and that's been really nice to be able to share and for other people to share and direct their friends to as well but even just generally I think it's been a really nice way to introduce grief in conversations you know what are you doing this weekend what are you doing this evening oh I'm filming a podcast on grief oh tell me about that there's plenty of ways to be able to talk about grief and actually have those conversations with friends which has been really nice as well as have these like quite nuanced conversations within our group about how we've received different types of support and what people have said that was good for us and what people said that wasn't helpful and I think it's been really nice just to meet a lots of different people mm. and actually I'm gonna miss meeting up every month <laughs> um mm. to discuss and I think especially at the start we had lots of time to explore our grief and whilst we were figuring out what we actually wanted to do because there was lots of other ideas that we also thought of as well as doing a podcast mm. so actually I think we did get to like explore grief quite a lot in the beginning which was really nice and to kind of look at it from all these different angles yeah and I guess obviously we've explored a variety of different topics in our podcast we've looked at religion we've looked at anticipatory grief we've looked at grief when it's complicated we've looked at sudden loss and many others and like grief in school um there's been lots of different episodes but I guess what areas do you guys think there are still to explore and like maybe tackle in the conversation around grief mm. yeah we've explored quite a lot of topics considering which is really really nice to see I think it's really valuable to me to be able to see different kinds of grief that mm. I might not have experienced myself it's been quite nice to listen to those episodes that are like outside of my scope of experience because I can relate but I'm kind of learning a new type of grief and I think that just deepens your understanding of the world I guess there's a few things we we haven't really explored like sexuality and, and grief and what it's like to be queer and grieving as that's a whole other topic I think that is something that I'm seeing being delved into a bit more on social media like TikTok 
uh, people talking about the dichotomy between uh, queerness and grief and how those two interact. So I guess that would have been something that would have been good to explore. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's something I kind of noticed we didn't do. That's the thing. I think we're obviously a bit limited in the scope of the project in terms of who we had on board. But like, I don't know if people maybe listening have realised, but we didn't actually have any guys apply to be part of the youth board. So we're solely um, all girls. So I guess actually like, and I can attest to having a brother and his experience of grief is obviously quite different to mine, not only to a different age to me, but his friendship and the support that his friends provide are obviously going to be different as well. And I think that is a whole other kettle of fish that we didn't really get a chance to explore. But it's definitely something that I think needs to be talked about more in terms of being able to support one another. Yeah. But yeah, as well as the guides, I guess in terms of the future, I think finances and things like that are definitely things that I wish someone had talked to me about sort of houses and pensions and insurance and all these things I think there's a lot of grief admin and Mm. if you're in that 16 to 20 age bracket you're at the stage where sometimes it can all get put on to you and you kind of have to fend it off to someone else but it feels weird to then be delegating these things which are deeply personal to your life totally so i guess there's definitely potential to explore about that and maybe people who have a financial background that would be useful for them to talk about and actually give some proper advice around it but i think that's that's definitely an area where people can explore further because i think in school we're not really taught about those things and actually when you're grieving you do have a lot more of those issues presented to you just that you don't expect and aren't really equipped for either yeah I completely hadn't um, thought of the kind of financial element to it, but now you bring it up, it is so, so relevant. Um, (laughs) My dad was a musician, so I've got royalties that I'm supposed to claim. And sometimes band members get in touch with me and they're like, have you been in touch with like various companies? I'm like, I don't know what they are. I don't want to do this. Like, I feel like annoyed that I'm having to do all this admin and pay tax, etc. Because I just don't have a clue. Mm. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> we one the of the burden we bear. Yeah. Um, and that's that's fine. But yeah, no, I, I totally hadn't um thought of that for some no, reason. Neither. And I'm thinking, oh, we should have got someone who had as a financial advisor, we could have interviewed them and mm-hmm. that see, this is what happens when you know. Yeah, we're brainstorming again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Series season two. two. <laughs> I like that term. I like the grief admin mm. term. Yeah. That is what it is. So much paperwork. Why is there so much paperwork? Honestly. (laughs) But yeah. I think we've definitely managed to cover quite a few topics and hopefully the ones that we have covered will relate to the most amount of people that we've been able to do within the resources that we've had. Yeah. They have been quite broad. Mm. And just on the topic of when you mentioned grief and sexuality, I believe that for any of you who want more targeted support um, regarding your kind of sexual identity or racial identity i believe that let's talk about loss has these targeted campaign groups that you can join so whilst we may not have provided any resources on that there is definitely things you can access out there yeah for sure i guess in terms of wrapping up this little reflective episode does anyone have any final thoughts they want to share about the podcast um i feel a lot of gratitude i suppose <laughs> maybe a bit predictably um, but yeah I'm, I'm so grateful that we had such a nice team and also to Jess who's <laughs> toiling away and having to edit this mistake filled uh, recording I'm sorry about that 
Um, I'm always, always making blunders every time um, and I can't stop doing it. So I'm really sorry, but thank you um, for uh, your time (laughs) and patience. Um, And to the listeners, of course, um, for giving us the space and the platform to share our stories and hopefully encourage you to share yours too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just so happy to know that some people have listened to this and they've heard our stories and they've felt a little bit more seen in their experiences. I think I'm going to keep working on that. (laughs) I think (laughs) this project's definitely inspired me to keep this idea going because it is weird to be a young person and grieving. It feels isolating, but I do feel like the stories on this podcast and uh, the guests and all the jokes that have been shared, all of that has been such a good representation of what it's like to grieve together as young people. Yeah, mm, definitely. And I feel like another thank you just to like you guys and everyone on the youth world. Like, it's been such a lovely experience and everyone's been so welcoming to each other. And I feel like we've really been able to have like a lovely community inside this community of Persevering Podcast. And it's been really nice just to meet everyone and have that space to share as well. And yeah, obviously massive thank you to Jess for organising us and all the meetings and getting us all in gear. So that has been amazing. And obviously Beth, the founder of Let's Talk About Loss, for putting forward the funding proposal for this project. Um, yeah. Because we're funded by the Co-op Foundation. And obviously it wouldn't have been possible without them in terms of getting us all together. So yeah, I just want to massively thank everyone who's listened. It's just been a really amazing experience and I'm really sad to be finishing. But I'm excited for what's to come and the fact that this will still be here once we are no longer making episodes. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Persevering Grief as Told by Young People. This episode was put together by Katie, Viola and Emily. We're part of a group of 16 to 20 year olds keen to use our own experiences to make bereavement better for other young people out there. This project is part of Let's Talk About Loss and funded by the Co-op Foundation. Our project lead is Jessica Easton. And if you want to know more about how we're talking through the taboo, go to www.letstalkaboutloss.org.